0: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au
1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Hello and welcome to Real Adventures. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood taking you for a bit of a spin in the boat this morning. You can join in the conversation and follow us on our Real Adventures Facebook site. We're actually broadcasting this morning from Lucinda Redmond. We've been on holidays for the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty good fun. Holidays? I don't
0: know about that. We've been working pretty hard. It's been bloody
1: hard. (laughs) I mean, we're complaining about being in far north Queensland on a fishing trip, but we've been filming from sort of, what, five o'clock in the morning, getting up, getting things organised? Or I was- don't
0: even think I've been to the toilet without a camera on us. <laughs> like, it's been non-stop the whole time we've been here. So it has been great fun, but as you and I sit here now, it's uh, our eyes are a little bit tired getting up this morning, isn't it? You find out a lot. When you go away with people on holidays, I think, especially
1: when you're in an environment like we've been the last in each other's faces, yeah, you know, recording different things, and um, you know, you test each other's patience every now and then, um, which has been interesting. We've had a couple of blues, had a couple of boys, a couple of couple of new punch-ons. Aaron, actually, the other day, we were fishing from Mission Beach. I backed the trailer in, and you started abusing me. Once you had driven the boat up, I already. The, no, 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 no. I backed the trailer down and then you came up far too quickly, smacked the boat into the trailer, nearly. nearly it just a des- Destroyed
0: the. Like you were basically in the boot of the Everest. I was, dri- I was driving up to the boat and I said to the guys on the boat, I said, like the, the camera crew, I said, it's too deep. And I just went for it. Yeah, it hit hard. And then... <laughs> was, I should have just said something, but you, did you proceed to blame me for how fast you
1: drove it? Yeah, but it was the it? reason,
0: I was too scared to tell you, because you're just going to yell at me, no, it's not anyway, so oh, that's why. I was so full of it. It was... Uh, this it, argument, no joke, went gone on... It's for a week. It's, it's still going. <laughs> it went for
1: half an hour. And then we were arguing about something yesterday, actually. I forgot what it was. I don't even know.
0: Oh, I was accusing you of your knots. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. And then we found out it was the braid... Yeah, we had a bit of a tough one. Three times it broke, and you're blaming my nuts. Twice, I had that. I, twice,
1: I had very good fish on, and I'm like, Aaron, this has broken at the the nut attaching the mono to the braid. No, it's not. That's impossible. If if you look at it. You know, there'll be a whole lot of twelves if it's it if it's, bro- an FG, if it's it was broken. 60, 60, hang on, twi- twi- Hang on. <laughs> yeah, there's, there'll be a whole lot of twelves. Anyway, I'll pull it up. There's a whole lot of twelves. It was like
0: three wraps. <laughs> it's going to start again. <laughs>
1: so you do find that out- your
0: second drop, you cut hard. the second one. You had another good fish, on, and it broke again. It did. I reckon there must be something sharp in your rod tip or reel. We didn't actually look. That
1: those that fins braid can be really tough sometimes. It, just, it gets a bit waxy. I reckon. Yeah like slips a bit. Slips a bit. But you do find it it has been great, it's been a lot of fun, but you do find out a lot about each other.
0: But back to the fishing. <laughs> Leave me alone. Well we've had a great trip. It is. It's been very lucky with our fishing, especially we are gonna talk a little bit more in, in, in depth about the fishing, but we're gonna we're gonna yes, talk we're a bit gonna, about Mission Beach. We are we're gonna talk about that and
1: cover that in our all aboard segment. Went out with Dennis Daly. Yep. And you've caught about just you know every first fish and you nailed just
0: about the biggest cobia I've ever seen. Even a few people I sent it to said that's a good cobia, so I was pretty happy with that.
1: But we fished the Tully yesterday, um, and for those unfamiliar with the the Tully River, it's about 45 minutes uh, inland from Mission Beach, and it is a beautiful river to fish, full of sooty granta, also known as blackfish, and um, what is it, rainbow... Rainbow fish, wasn't it? No, no rainbow, well, rainbow fish. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, no, the perch that we were chasing. Oh, jungle that? perch, jungle sorry, perch. Sorry, sorry, yeah. that's right. Gotcha. Um, so we were chasing jungle perch, but we managed to get onto some really nice sooty grunters. We probably,
0: we probably would have caught more fish if I hadn't have ruined the day for everyone. You did fall in. <laughs> I've hurt myself, and I'm sitting here now. I'm actually, I'm legit hurt myself. Like my back landed i have actually got footage of it too. I haven't seen it yet because uh, I had to listen uh, to you complain. Like, no, I've I actually have been listen- pretty good. I haven't convinced. I've just been hurting. <laughs> I literally have been hurting. Like, it's bru It's not like I've hurt my back. It's just a good corky where I hit the rock. And it's safe to say that when Aaron fell over, the concern
1: wasn't necessarily for him. No, there was nothing on me. Well, there was a two and a half thousand dollar lapel mic attached it. So, Paul Leah, wonderful Sandy, one of the. All time great. He's man. a great fella. You've
0: destroyed that. No, it works. It works. Yes, we Are checked you kidding? It. Yeah, we got it out quick enough. It works. He undid it all yesterday, and he dried it out, and he put it together, and he said it works. So, he said it might stop, but it's, it's working at the minute. <laughs> and then you can. Comp- oh my phone! Nah, my phone. Then my, my phone. phone wouldn't my turn
1: phone. on. My phone's gone. Speaking of phones Look- gone, oh my god, this trip <laughs> has been the worst trip of all. Time. I haven't had a phone for eight. Days. It's been very therapeutic, but I, I have
0: lost my. I phone. I don't mean to be to to make this sound bad but look what would be easier being like an alcoholic and just addicted to or even a smoker addicted to smokes or giving up your phone because <laughs>
1: well i i must admit i spend too much time on my phone
0: but i'll give you do i'll give you a bit of credit here you also live off your phone as in you, that's your life that is it's the your, same for a lot of people yeah, like you
1: for work you, you schedule everything is built yeah. into it, especially as a footballer um your calendars your you know, all that sort of thing. Well, all
0: your Cats plays, you all have the same thing. You get all where well, you got to be at this time. Yep. So lucky it's probably a bit more in the off-season. In the off-season, yeah. correct, yeah. Otherwise it would have heard a bit more. But so that was... Uh, how, how did your phone end up in the water?
1: My wife, Aaron, you know this, and it, it has it annoyed me. I'm got to... Uh, let's just say... I was looking for it ferociously in the stadium. We actually landed on Dunk Island, um, having, a, having a great day out with the girls. And then I was like, man, have you seen my phone? Because I knew she had it. And then she's like, I'll try calling it. She goes, it's going straight to voicemail. And, you know, as soon as your phone during the day goes straight to
0: voicemail, I'm like, what has happened here? She um, She was walking over to pass me something, and she goes, oh, my God, and, jumped, and reached in the water. And I just looked in the water and it was just sitting right there. And when she picked it up and she started shaking it ferociously, it's like, mate... It's been in the water for 20 minutes. It doesn't matter how quickly you pick it up. It ain't going to be out any quicker. I wish, I wish I was recording your reaction to show you back because how hard you punched your hand. You nearly put a hole in your hand and you said words that I can't say now. It, uh, it was a Patrick Dangerfield angry moment. You know what one. I did?
1: I, you know how sometimes you just get, because the whole crew was there, I got rid of all the air in my lungs. So I was like... <sighs> and then I was like...
0: <sighs> It was one of the better things I've seen. And the thing is, like I actually felt bad for you, but then I turned around to the side and like <laughs> and had to have a little laugh just because of the little Patrick Dangerfield
1: Tanty. We've had three different people lose and break their phones. So phone, it has been a bit of a disaster.
0: And let's let's talk about another real good positive about our, our little trip as well. I had a three-o jig hook stuck in my hand trying to get the hooks out of a copia. <laughs> And as soon as that hit... Oh, I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass no, out. No, I did it. I said, let me That's sit that down you... in case I pass out. I'm going to pass out. I did not say that. I'm gonna let me going to pass out. He goes, Dennis, I said, Dennis, you grab those pliers, rip it out. Just let me sit in case I pass out. I'm going to pass out. I pulled a hook out of Zane's foot one time when I was marlin fishing, a good mate of mine. And he's a paramedic. And he goes he goes to me, I'll, I'll sit down for I pass out. And then I'm not joking. I sat him down. And not even two minutes later, I got one in the bottom of my foot, just a little one. Okay, it was it was in there. It was a baited jig, one, a so size one, just a size one, and then he pulled it out, but it was underneath my toe, and it, so it hurt. and Then I, I passed out. I like went all dizzy. I'm like, oh, are you going to get another terrible tattoo? Again? I'm going to get a big hand. tattoo on my hand of a three o hook and the jig <laughs> hanging off the side of it. We need to get back to the Tully River
1: <laughs> for those that are interested in freshwater fishing. It is a really good place to go and visit. Not exactly uh, your swimming hole because there are there have been salties that have been. Um, caught and, and removed from it, so you do have to be aware of that, but it's a great fishery. Like, there's so many places around northern Queensland, I mean, it goes without saying, but it just goes from beautiful area to beautiful area. Um, Redmond, one thing that we constantly talk about when we're home and fishing out at Vic Waters, um, I'm very impatient. I love casting and jigging. Annoying. And constantly doing something, and you're the sort of more patient, baited fisherman. Now, this trip, it has been totally... Reverse engineered. I've been pretty, pretty
0: impressed with myself to be honest. I've you uh, haven't put a jig down the whole trip. No, not one. And we've been <laughs> I haven't put a bait down, you mean? <laughs> bait down. I haven't sorry. I haven't put a bait in the water.
1: This is this the whole our, trip. This is how tired I am. And and we've fished some um you know, we've fished some some deep water, some really yeah, big fish. 30, 30, 40 metres. With light gear that a lot of the people have sort of ran into, sort of had a bit of a chuckle.
0: We haven't been busted off, apart from the sharks. That sharks, oh my God. They are, they are, they are, I don't even got a word for them. They're, they are so thick that a lot of people now, I'm not, I think I'm going to say it and get in trouble, but they say the greenies are putting up this argument saying that there's no sharks off the reef anymore or in the... I'd like you to jump in the water there, and you tell me there's no sharks there because I was hooking some beautiful fish, and you yourself and John Boy, the John amount was- of fish we lost to sharks. Oh like we landed, well, queen we thought fish. they were sharks. They 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 could have been grouper. Yeah, a lot of I think a lot of them were sharks, and then I reckon the ones down deep when you're hooked up could have been big groper. Yeah, for those ones that were racing up the top with a big tail, well, there's a we, the shark. We, well, we saw
1: heaps saw We them. saw some of the sharks launched out of the water. Some of these bronze whalers. Quite extraordinary or, how they hit the surface. Or
0: just name a few fish that we have caught. We've caught queen fish. We've caught long tom. We've caught Spanish mackerel. Um, beautiful eating the other night, actually. There was. We cooked up the, co- the cobia as well, which we will talk a little bit more about. We've caught some beautiful fish. Um, jungle perch. Um, Sooty grunter. Sooty grunter. Of... All brands of Trevally.
1: Yeah. plenty of pleasure of Trevally. <laughs> I kept saying we won't talk about it now. You caught it some cracking... Um, GTS off Cairns. Yes, we went out to Green Island for the day,
0: and you got some cracking coral trout. Like stomp- I don't we're gonna stop talking about it because we it, want to talk about it. It later. is
1: one of those places that when you go home, it's like it's there's just so much, uh, so much life everywhere you drive, it, and it does make you feel like we do miss mm. out sometimes. I think as yep. as you know, fishermen south of Australia because.
0: Everywhere you go, like, the one thing that we have a little bit better is I know that you say you cold. There are a few nice eating species up here. We are very blessed with our eating quality of our fish as well. Yeah, so I agree it, with that. It, it meets it sort of that's compromises. But you can go out there and you can hook fish all day, just literally. Yeah. But not talking like your whiting and your flatties, which we catch here. They're, everything pulls hard, and that's oh, what people want. They pull, They want drag coming off their reel, and some of these fish like. Great fun, yeah, yep. awesome fun. But back at home, fishing wise, I was going to say, finish up this seg. Well, thank God you've got a few mates at, uh, I do. at salt guides,
1: so they've been sort of getting a bit of info for us for the week. To it's see been, what's been
0: biting. It's been great to see so many members catching snapper. Like the, it's, it's. I'm still going to call it early, Pat.
1: I was just about to say you prepared to say the
0: season's open. Yeah, it's definitely open. It's definitely going now. Um how I can say this, the last week since we spoke uh, last um on air was I pretty much said that it's still a little bit off, but the charters are now starting to get a bit of consistency in their captures. So they are getting the odd bag out sessions. I know Matty Hunt, he's had a great start to his snapper season, um which is great to see, but he he um he landed a couple of bag limits, but they're not getting those you got to remember, these guys are running three charters a day, and yep. they're only getting the odd one still. So be prepared to go out and catch fish now. I think you will catch fish now. Uh, bag limits will come to those who persist and find the right school. Yep. But the snapper are being great. The whiting of St. Leonard's, I've had some awesome reports of that as well, as well as Westernport. Gummy sharks in Westernport bycatch for snapper. Oh, my God. They're a hundred... Yeah, they're a little bit smaller. Hundreds of them. Yep. Also, a sneaky report over... Little, little birdies told me that there's a few kingfish starting to show its face off bow and heads. Really? So I've seen a few on the social media, but I've had a few mates. You know what
1: will happen now? Like tomorrow morning, it'll just be the boat ramp. Will be, as soon as you get a whiff of oh, kingfish. kingfish, everyone goes nuts. I hate chasing them. Because they're
0: hard. They're <laughs> such a pricks to fish for. Wayne's very good oh. at chasing these. Like Gwaine, He's a gut. fellow salt guide. Um, yeah, he just follows currents. That's what he likes doing. That's what he enjoys trying to work him out because they are tough. But one thing he always has prepared for kingfish is everything. He has everything. And what I mean by that, it starts with baiting, to jigging, to micro-jigging, to all sorts of different gear to be able to catch the these awesome yellowtail kingfish. But it's great to see that they're coming back uh, so early. It is only, what are we in? Nearly no November? it be about November, roughly. Yeah, it's November. So, yeah. Um, Jesus, just, no, it's, just, no, it's November. I know. <laughs> <It's> two <laughs> you know months
1: left. You know what that means? Michael Bublé is defrosting as we speak. The Christmas records are starting to come out and the bubble is is.
0: I know how much you love your
1: Christmas things. I hate them. I'm the, I I'm the Grinch. Them. I'm the Grinch. I would have been, if my wife had, had let me, I would have been playing them months ago. Michael Bublé defrosting as we speak, people. Huge episode of
0: Real Adventures.
1: Come on, give come. us something
0: else other than huge. Come on. Massive...
1: <laughs> episode of real adventures coming up if you want to join the conversation make sure you do that on our facebook page real adventures um, redmond we're we'll back after the break plenty more to come
0: you're listening to real adventures for club marine insure
1: your boat or jet ski with club marine call or search club marine to find out more ask for a pds to see if this insurance is right for you Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for The Social Club. If you've got a question for Aaron or I, if you're talking specifically about fishing, you're probably better asking the, uh, the red-headed <laughs> man. it's
0: about gear, ask you. <laughs> I've got no idea.
1: <laughs> but send it in to our Facebook page. Uh, let's get straight into it. James Manson, what size micro jigs have you been using? Aaron, you spoke about it last week. Yep. So this we has been interesting for us. Cause very we, interesting. When Can I start it? Go for it. When we first started fishing, we've, you know, coming up north and fishing northern Queensland, we thought, geez, we'll, we packed some, some really solid gear, mm. but we've actually found the opposite, haven't we, Redmond, we've sort
0: of downsized and that's been more successful. Especially up in uh, Cairns, not so much where, where we just fished Mission Beach, but Cairns was definitely played a massive role in the size of the jig, which I know it sounds it sounds a bit silly because these fish are so big, but I even when we went out with Dennis, I was running... Uh, the current, you'll be shocked, the tide out there is, it moves. It moving. really moves. Like it's yep. faster than you, you would ever imagine. Yep. And um, we were anchored up on top of a few wrecks.
1: Which, do, well, I mean, it makes sense once you go to Cairns and you realise the tide goes out just about a kilometre from the shoreline.
0: Yeah, well, it, well when we were at Cairns, it did. I saw, yeah, yeah. I, I measured on my on my charts. It was yeah. crazy. But basically what happened at Cairns, we were using these, I got told to use 100 gram plus because of the tide, which was the right thing to do because we couldn't mm. get down with the smaller jigs. But once I anchored up on the wreck, we we're actually casting up the tide and letting it come down, and we dropped to a little Mate. sixty grammers and eighty grammers, and just from that hundred to hundred and twenty down to half the size, doesn't look like much in perspective with your hands, like the size of the jig. Yep. But it was it, first three jigs from changing it. We got I got fish, mm. literally, and that sixty grammer. We ran out yep. of them. I've I lost I've lost all those jigs we bought here from those. Bloody sharks! Like and I bought like thirty of them up between yep. three of us. We've lost them. Yep. I never expected to lose that many. Like you yep. just wouldn't think that thirty jigs. Like that's what well, they're nearly thirty bucks a shot. So I've lost a few hundred dollars worth of jigs just in jigs. So um, we went out. Well, with, we went out yesterday afternoon to the local tackle shop at Lucinda yeah. and
1: and purchased a whole lot more. Yeah, I had Sydney. to. Go,
0: I literally had to buy yep. two hundred dollars worth of jigs for us yep. to fish today and the next couple of days. But oh, it was. It, it, incredible fishing with the micro jigs. Uh I know you did a little bit more bait when it came to Mission Beach than myself with um with Dennis and they called him John then, John Daly. <laughs> Dennis, uh with Dennis from uh Fish and Mission Charters. He was amazing to fish with. One of the old-time gentlemen he is. of the fishing industry. He's and brilliant. The question I asked him was basically cuz I had in my head just the whole time with cans and small micro jigs. I kept and I ran out. Yeah. And I said and I only had big ones. And I said to him, "God damn, these going to work Dan." And his little South African accent. He goes, "Anything works here." Or how do you say South African? Give me it. A... South African. Yeah. Basically, he said that anything works here. The, the bigger, it, the better. Anything will work here. Yeah, something like that. And I was like, "Oh, is this going to work?" And pulled out like a, a, a hundred. And... It was like a it's like a laser that I'm using, but it's massive. He goes, "Yeah." That'll work. Drop it down before, and I, I was doubting him in my head. First jig, yep, I'm on, and that was great to see. So local knowledge is so important fishing in areas, and just from Cairns to Mission, it's only an hour down the road. It did make a difference. So, um, nice question, James. Like you were there. Can you never ever try and uh, emulate a South African? I can't do. I can't. I can't
1: even picture how he talks. I was trying to South picture African. It. It's not a thick South African accent. Though.
0: No, it's just enough.
1: <laughs> next question. Uh, next question is from Lee. Is it worth chasing kingfish yet? Well, that's off the back of... Well, we spoke was, about... This was during the week, but there has been a few captures maybe, but he's sort of had his finger on the trigger
0: around and heads. Very, very, uh, very broad question, as in, is it worth chasing them? If you were to ask me, I'd say no. Yeah. If you want to chase them and do a lot of hours for these fish, because they're hard enough to catch in season around our areas at the, at the best times, it's up to you. But... I would say no, I wouldn't be going out there and spending the time. If I was, and, and you could do, I know it's easy to go out of Bowen Heads, but if you're going to do what Gwane does and follow the currents, places like yeah. um Naruma right now, um, you, you're looking at the island, Montague Island there. Um, you've Gips- also,
1: Gippsland, sure. Gippsland,
0: that's where, that's yeah. as it's coming around, that Gippsland place is about to kick off, and Portland's going to kick off too. Uh, January is pretty much the, when we start to see the real consistency of our kingfish. So... It's a few months of kingfish season, but it's definitely worth looking. Just be mindful that they won't be easy to catch if you do find them. You'll it. have
1: some heartbreak, is what you're trying to say. You Basically,
0: it's sort of like window shopping. Yeah. You can see that, it, but you are. can't have it.
1: Talk to me about the size of the jigs that you... Obviously, in the in the Port Phillip Bay bite, you're going to have to go heavier, but...
0: In the rip. Yeah, in the yeah, rip, sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah, Um
0: would you like to do- drop it down a size? Because they're not massive jig size fish that we get there. Yeah, oh, you can get some yeah, get some stongers. I'd be running squid strips and yeah. live bait. Yeah, I'd sort. I'd be running squid strips and so and, you and, wouldn't and jig the, for it. I have no, I don't. You know, I wouldn't because it's very hard work jigging hundred and fifty times for one fish. If you come with me, I'll let you jig with it for them. Yeah, but what I would do is I've got a
1: few people in the boat. It makes sense. Yeah, a few get people.
0: But yep. what I was going to say, fish smart. If there's other boats there doing it for example at some charter boat and I don't mean to say this because I know it's going to happen they've got a lot of they got 12 people jigging on their boat yep. follow, follow them like not don't get too close but if they fire the fish up you can get close and you'll pick fish off them so a little tip be smart because they're the ones with the, all the shine happening it's what the kingfish like and that's probably what's going to get you a bite so be a bit smarter where you put the boat uh, if your boy- Chris
1: Vasilevsky is going to call us up soon and start a view.
0: Oh, 100%. <laughs> Just follow
1: Chris. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a chat to Chris. We haven't spoken to him for a while. We haven't. Uh, uh, wrapping up, Adriana. Yeah. Uh, singles versus twins have noticed you have a single uh, outboard on a 7.5-metre boat. This is an interesting one. We've been talking about this during the week. So we've been fishing out of a 7.5-metre uh, north bank. Now, most boat. boats that size... You would generally arm them with twins. Yes. We've got a single 350, which absolutely flies, but you're sort 44
0: of. 44 knots, I got it up to.
1: Yep. You're, um, after spending a couple of weeks with it, what would you do if you were kidding yeah, me about yourself? Yeah.
0: And I sort of got you up the front of the boat and had a chat to you while I was driving it as well, um, just to sort of feel what I was sort of feeling up there. And we could feel it straight away. I definitely would have uh, twins. Yep. It'll balance the boat out just that bit better, as in it's just common sense. It's a bit, it's a, it's a, it's a wider boat. So, because you, you're playing around with the the tabs. With, yeah, I had with, to play, and because we had camera crew on the boat, had uh, a lot of people and, a, and weight. We had, um, you know,
1: one of our cameramen's 125 kilos. It was yep. a big unit. So when they're six, walking six. around
0: filming, I don't, I'm a, I don't like trim tabs, as you know that much on boats. I just, I like to use my trim to guide how much, especially with twins. But yep. how I would be doing it is, I'd just be getting twins and using the trim on the twi- on the engines to control where the boat sits. You don't need tabs. Some boats do need them, but this boat doesn't. It's a very good performing boat without them. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I was using them was more to counteract the weight on either side of the boat, just because yes. James was uh, wandering around uh, the boat and with the camera and pushing, leaning us over at 40 knots. So I had to be a bit smarter with the tabs and not put them all the way in, but just correct us a bit. But, yeah, definitely twins it it'll ride much nicer, it won't wander as much like at the front, you can feel it moving just because it it's just it's it's a big seven and a half meter boat, and those yeah. twins will just balance it out nicely in the water, a bit more grab, and it won't tend to to walk a little bit. It's not that like it's walking far, it's just more you can feel it you can you can just feel it, can't you yep. That is The Social Club. If
1: you've got a question for Aaron or myself, make sure you send it into our Real Adventures Facebook page. And now it's time to discuss dream boating destinations thanks to Club Marine. Ensure your boat or jet ski with Club Marine. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Ask a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. We are at Lucinda at the moment. This is our dream boating destination. For good reason, Redmond. There is a 7A5... Point nearly 6.76. Six, yep, nearly 6. Uh, Meter a jetty that basically loads... Jetty? Load, well, it loads up sugar cane. What would you Pier, call it? Pier. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> I spent eight years in <laughs> South Australia. That's what's done it to me. I was me. thinking
0: of jetty like... <laughs> that's what's done it to Why? me. Why? They say it different over there?
1: Yeah, it's, they're all jetties. Oh, are they? They are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, our dream destination, Lucinda. Yep. We fished yesterday, and we're going to do a bit more offshore today. We fished around... Um, around Hitchinbrook Island, which is one of the most...
0: There's dinosaurs on there. It, it looks like something around <laughs> at a Jurassic <laughs> The way park, the clouds wrap around the top of it, like... How beautiful is yeah, it? Yeah, it's very... I can't... It's been pretty dull uh, when we arrived, so when, when the sun comes out, a bit of colour gets on it, I reckon it's going to be one of the all-time destinations to look at. Like, I'm not even to go on, just to look at. Like, it's massive, and the clouds are wrapping around it as well, so... And in terms of
1: a boating destination, um, there's great launching facilities here... As, um, I came here as a young fella in 2002 and there was no boat ramp to speak of, basically. It was pretty dodgy. Um, now, the updated facilities are sensational. You were chewing the fat with the local tackle operator yesterday. Um, it's about as good as it gets.
0: It is, and I, I'm really looking forward to today. Today's the day. We had a bit of a fish yesterday, but today's going to be the day where we have We got a, in late. Yeah, we did, got in late. So we're going to have a red-hot go at, uh, at some... Uh, some fishing, we barramundi, uh, Mangro jack. jack. Um, right. We've also got queenies.
1: We yeah. are going to head offshore. off line obviously yep. isn't too far away, um, and it can be tricky. the The challenge with coming to a place like Lucinda, it is weather dependent. When it blows, it can blow you off the face the face of the earth. So that's the challenge. Whether you go with a really big boat, and then it limits your ability to come and fish inside the estuaries. Um, it's been a bit different for us because we've we've brought two boats up. Um, yeah. But hard to have all your eggs in one basket, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. And the, that's the great thing about having the little stabby with the motor guide is because we, we can get into those tight places which we're going to do today. We're fortunate enough, we might do the offshore and just do a swap over with boats and we can go into the estuaries and it'll only take us 10 minutes to swap them over yep. and we're we've got to discuss what we're doing today yet. So <laughs> we're just waking up. But we need to, um, yeah, we definitely need to need to work a bit of a plan out how we're going to do it. And like you said, the motor guide on the front of the staby. The weights annoying, to it tell is, you the honest truth. We're going to be okay. Because, this. yeah, we're not in the ocean. We're in the yeah. estuaries. It's going to work a treat. It's going to hold us up uh, perfectly uh, where we need to cast for the for the barramundi. Lucinda, our dream boating destination. Club
1: Marine is Australia's leading provider of insurance for boats and jet skis. And now you can win the dream with Club Marine. Club Marine members have the chance to win a share of over $260,000 in prizes, including a Ram 1500 Laramie pickup truck and a North Bank 600C boat and trailer package. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Eligibility criteria, terms and conditions apply. Call for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. New South Wales permit number LTPS 19-33208. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for All Aboard for Dometic. Whether you're on the road or out at sea, Dometic has you covered. Redmond, we've spent, uh, what's it been, in five five days in total fishing out of Mission Beach. Yep. Um, Dunk Island, obviously located directly out of, at the front of South Mission Beach, the caravan park that we've been staying at. Um Safe to say, we'll be coming back here in the not-too-distant future, one of the great locations.
0: Yeah, and I was a very, I was doubting you a bit, because the old Patrick said, this is the place that you'll I love. I talked it like, up like <laughs> you did. You did, and uh, no, I was very excited when we got there, and I'm not just saying this, it's legit, when I rocked in there, it was just me all over, wasn't too busy, yep. uh, I know it does have its peak times, but it wasn't too busy. Uh it was so green, like driving into Mission Beach and then looking the at the
1: rainforests around it are just
0: incredible. It's it is and when you get down there and you just look out off the beach and there's just island after island after island after island after island after island. <laughs> there's literally <laughs> islands everywhere out there that you can you can uh, you can well Dunk Island, one of the ones we set up camp for the day. How nice was that? We rocked up yep. into this like lagoon looking area with trees hanging over the water. And we parked the whole family over there, your whole family, and Carrie and I, and and even the camera crew. We dropped over there, and we got some awesome footage over there having lunch. Uh, the only thing that I can't stand about this joint, actually, there's two things I can't stand about this joint. Go on. My legs look like I have a scratching disorder As because you just of the jump bites. On the seat there. Oh my god! Dear, yeah, you got bro. to be
1: careful of the midges. The midges have been yeah, biting the sand me. Lies. My, my yeah. legs
0: are just covered, and the other thing is. I couldn't get my bottle of Jamison on a Sunday because the supermarket wasn't open.
1: Yeah, quite interesting that a supermarket does close on a Sunday. It was a Woolworth too.
0: Hey, it, when you're up north, you know, things are just done a little bit differently. <laughs> even like we go get we're to get some toasties in the morning and they wouldn't even make us four toasties. They said, oh, we can only make you two. I know. It was <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> but yeah, no, fishing-wise... Patrick, I'm going to let you take that away.
1: Yeah, fishing-wise, it, it's as good as it gets. And in terms of a family... Uh, vacation. It's located, it's about an hour and 30 hour and 40 minutes drive uh, from Cairns. Yep. So it's still, it's quite accessible in terms of activities other than just fishing. Well, obviously you've got the Great Barrier Reef just there. There's a place called Alligator's Nest Swimming Hole, which we took the kids out and the family out to, Redmond. Um, the girls absolutely loved it. It's a beautiful place to go and
0: swim. Yep, it is. And also, I'm going to take you back to the Great Barrier Reef as such. I, I first thought that I actually didn't know that you could fish so close to it. I just presumed that it was all conservation area. Well, you fish on it. You fish. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. I genuinely didn't know that. I, I thought you could fish around like a certain area of it, but yeah. you can legit go on it and take craze off it. I, I I just presumed that something like that was just, I don't know why I thought that. And obviously there are parts that are in yeah, the green zones, but it was amazing to be able to go out there and, you're, you're what, what were we, 30K offshore, and then all of a sudden this big sandy, just see these big sand flashes in the ground on the in the water, and obviously yeah, that's where the reef's starting. Like it's beautiful, awesome colors. But uh, yeah, Mission Beach itself in there, there's a very large amount of things to do. on Paranal Park and other girls
1: went out there, um, which is certainly worth the trip. Once again, it's about an hour forty minute. Oh, sorry, not an hour and forty minutes, but forty minutes to an hour's drive uh, outside of Mission Beach. It's well worth the time if you've got it. Um, You can drive up to the Tully, uh, which is a great place to go and uh, not necessarily take the kids. The March flies are basically bigger than birds there, but if you're interested in your freshwater fishing, um, it's a pretty good little adventure. Um, Let's get to the fishing. We fished with Dennis Daly from Fish and Mission. We spoke about this in our intro. It didn't take long before we were into some incredible coral trout. Um,
0: Your first coral trout and... Some of the some of the, the fish that we caught, they were massive. Well, I've got one rule when I go fishing, says people. Don't put your rods in until the engine's off. So the engine off is basically, because what happens, I fish a lot of tide, yep. and, and what happens is the boat's not right. You'll get stuck on the anchor, or you, you'll catch the engines. It's just a rule. You just don't do it. Well, I broke my rule. Because you were the, so I excited. was so excited. You were so Dennis excited. Dennis was putting the anchor down, and I knew where the anchor was, and the boat comes on the side, and I just said to Dennis, I'm going in, he goes, go for it. So I dropped down. And I'm not joking you. It was the first jig I put in the water, and I ended up getting, I ended up losing it, unfortunately. But a few minutes later, John Boy got six fish to our nun. Yeah, he did start well, <laughs> but ended poorly. But uh, then we jumped onto the coral trout. Oh, you 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 got me on those. I'll give you that. You caught some. some what would that be? That would have been, I don't know, maybe sixty to sixty plus seventy centimeters.
1: Yeah, they were really big coral trout.
0: And even Dennis was like. They're good fish, Pat. Yeah. Uh, I caught a lot of variety on the micro jigs, but a lot of smaller stuff. For some reason, I don't know. It was it's a bit weird, uh, considering the size of the fish I was catching on the jigs out on the wrecks. But uh, yeah, it was. I caught a variety of fish. I'd, I'd love to tell you guys the names, but I can't remember them. So <laughs> some of the challenges that we faced
1: uh, fishing with sharks up there is a really big challenge. I don't know how many times we've been bitten off, but if you don't get your fish up off the off the reef quickly if it doesn't reef you and bust you off anyway. You got to get past the sharks because they are gnarly.
0: The problem with the uh, with the sharks is, oh, sorry, with trying to get the fishing fast is it's really hard when you've got a twenty kilo fish on the end of it and they're pulling against you. Plus,
1: <laughs> you were using a five thousand uh, stratic. Yep, I had it. probably had the heaviest rod right out of them all, and that was only a Talica. uh twelve. No, it was an eight. Hey,
0: oh, eight it was Talica <laughs> eight.
1: So we were using really quite light gear that you would use in Port Phillip Bay. The gear. Dennis
0: was laughing a bit. How well did it do? I was about to say, I got criticized at the start with my little jig stick. I had a, what did I have? 120 gram extractor light jigging. It was a very light rod. It can handle the fish, but Dennis was laughing at me. He thought I was going to get busted off every time. But the rods, even your, what were you using? You the did rod rod? incredibly I can't, well. I can't remember what you were using, but it held up that good, especially your, the reels. Well, the John reels Boy had a Stellar 5000 with a grappler,
1: so more of a casting rod. So he was using that as a bottom bouncer. But the rods did a Incredibly well, um, we pushed out just shy of the the Great Barrier Reef. Um, I'm not sure of the name of the place, but we saw some of the most aggressive giant trevally. I was just
0: about to talk about this. Oh,
1: like, uh, I've never seen it like like they were literally swimming around the boat and and
0: no fear. I I literally um, when I've seen it, I thought it was a shark in the water. A, I thought it was a Bruce. I thought it was, and I've looked. in know what the And I said they're GTS, and then Dennis goes, "Yeah, they swim around the boat." That was my attempt. Please that don't do um, that. Was <laughs> oh, it. It, was, um, it was amazing to see the size of these things. They had shoulders on it bigger than um, bloody Dawson Simpson from GWS. <laughs> <laughs> these things were massive. massive. Yep. It, like huge. And they're just swimming around the boat. And do
1: you find it fascinating that, so if you hook a GT, which we hooked a few and Because we already had 5,000 straight. It, it was honestly like hooking a freight train. Like you're passing
0: Passing car gone, gone. Um, but the sharks won't go near them. No, and also I found it fascinating. With I also landed a beautiful cobia, and Dennis said straight away once we knew it was a cobia, sharks won't touch it. Yeah, it's a matter. It's yeah, they'll they'll hammer reef fish. But. All those red emperor will catching, They had no chance. Basically, I said to Dennis, oh, you can tell when you catch different fish. Nearly every fish back at home, I pretty much know what you're going to have by the fight of it. And I started to work them out up there. What happened is those those uh, trevally, they were quite fast, where these, yep. the bigger fish, they were they were more strong, I guess you could say, and you could mm. feel the tail movements where the queenies and that were just hammering, and they were coming up. Yep. And I said to Dennis a few times, this is a different fish, and all of a sudden sharked. And then when I landed a trevally, I said, this is a different fish, and then I oh, so this is a trevally, and you'd get it up. So they weren't eating the trevally either. But one thing that he did say what I found fascinating was a couple of things he said. One of them was, don't feed them. It's hard, but don't feed them. And that's at the start, basically, what he's trying to say is don't let a shark get you. Because what happens is if you feed one, they all come in and they just get real fired up. And Like, yeah. like he said, the hairs on their back, just they, they, they sit right up. And, we had to move because of that. Oh, we had to move. And another thing that he found fascinating was he said at the start, they won't touch a new trevally. They won't. They just got no interest in them. Well, they will touch they, those bludgers, but they won't – the
1: GTs. Or even, they did chase
0: a few of mine up. Yeah, well, you no. Know, they. I lost a couple to them that I've seen. And, no, but at the start, he said, at the start, they'll only take the red colour fish, the nice fish. Then yep. as they get more aggressive, they end up turning on the Trevally and they start nailing the Trevally as well just because they're – all fired up and ready to go. So yeah. it continues to impress me out there. Dennis from Fish and Mission. If and I'm and we, we we did not get this trip for free. We paid to go on his boat, Pat. So we're not pumping him up because we got it for free. I'm free. I'm telling you right now. He's just the best. He was not only a great guy, but he knew what he was doing. And I, I've always said, Pat, I don't like listening to the way people talk fishing. A lot of the time, I struggle. He, I could listen to all day because he didn't talk too much rubbish. It was is how it was, so I can strongly recommend and and all the best to being out with him. Like your eye fish, Lee have all gone out with him, and there's a reason that they go out with him. So I strongly recommend going to Mission Beach fishing with Dennis uh, from Fishing Mission, and let's help get magnetic. Oh, I magnetic. Let's help get Mission Beach back on the uh, back on the maps too, because I think he said Pat. This is a bit sad to hear. 80,000 people would go out to the reef in a year, a few years ago, before that cyclone. Yeah. Now it's lucky to have 4,000 people a year.
1: Well, a really interesting part of that is that there are new owners for Dunk Island.
0: And this is another great factor, yeah. They
1: are going to turn it into luxury accommodation, which means Dunk Island will sort of be back up and and running, which is great um, for anyone travelling in that region because it's been such a popular tourist attraction.
0: Well, the cyclone literally wiped out Dunk Island and... Everything there, and, and it scared a few people away. So, yeah, help them out, and if you do have a little bit of money to go on a trip,
1: head here. Exactly right. If you want information uh, on Fish and Mission fishing with Dennis Daly, uh, his contact details: zero four two seven three two three four six nine, and inquiries at inquiry at mission dot com dot au. One of the great
0: places, Redmond. Beautiful place. I actually agree with you on something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was all aboard. Thanks to Dometic. Keep food and drinks chilled with a Dometic CIB26 insulated cooler bag. You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Insure your boat or jet ski with Club Marine. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Ask for a PDS to see if this insurance
0: is right for you.
1: Time for Red's tip for New Age Caravans. Spring into summer sale now on. Redman, this one's pretty simple because you've done it to every place we've gone to, even though you've called up before to try and find, um, you know, get a few mates up in northern Queensland um, that you've got info from, but you've still gone into every tackle store.
0: It's something that you should do everywhere you go, and we recommend this all the time, but basically... I went into... The first one was in Tackle World in Cairns, and the reason I'm going to mention that is because the guy, Damo, I'm going to give you a shout-out there, he was so lovely, Pat. He was a ripper. He was great. He spent nearly 40 minutes with me while Carrie was at the supermarket and got a bit angry because I left her there and didn't come back for a while. <laughs> I was fast shopping. She does the same. Basically, I just said she to She was him, grocery shopping. It doesn't <laughs> count. I said, pretty much. She's getting food for you. And she bought a smoothie for me, too. It got hot because it was hot outside. But basically, I said to Damo, look, mate, I've come up here and I've got everything but I probably don't have anything I need so help me out and he just basically said it's going to be a bit windy and rough and we had surface poppers but we didn't have surface lures take these casting lures because if you do cast at the GTs the poppers probably won't work as good as these because it was going to be rough and the poppers will pop out of the water too much and it just won't work okay little tip that was good and then he went through everything with me and kitted me out for the day and Saved our backside because I had stuff that we I didn't have stuff that we needed, um, and, and I thought I did, but and they're just, not just selling your products; they're, they're giving you genuine advice. Oh, and, and us genuine. And advice. he tried to save me a few dollars too. He goes, "Oh, have you got something similar to this?" i like, "Yeah, yeah well, you would be right. Then that'll work." It's more if you had something similar to it, but it was the stuff that I didn't have, which we sort of needed. So the tip for this week is: if you are traveling around the country, anywhere in the whole country drop into your local tackle store, or even speak to your people at your caravan park. And I know that you've done this as soon as we got here to Lucinda. You dropped in to the uh, caravan park. Well, here. the guy opposite us had a small tinny, and just going to the fat for a bit.
1: Um, and he's been fishing for mangrove jack and barrett. so we're just, all right,
0: you've been here for a couple of weeks. I may as well try and, yeah. you know, pinch a bit of knowledge. Yeah, we may as well, and that's the best way to do it, is by talking to people and uh, calling the right people. But it is now time for...
1: That was Reg Tip for New Age Caravans Spring into Summer Sale. Now on, visit your local dealership for more details. All right, the Flying Gaff. This week, it's a really simple Flying Gaff. There's been a few gaffs sort of flying about because, you know, we've been in close proximity to each other for a while, so we've sort of been rubbing each other up the wrong way uh, at different stages. Keep it PG. (laughs) But... We went to a swimming hole yesterday on the way from Cardwell to Lucinda and we took the girls for a bit of a swim. It was fresh water and I was talking about crocodiles, saltwater crocodiles specifically. And you three Muppets, Marty, Kari, and yourself. I didn't you say anything because I. Yes, oh, no, you no, no, did. No, 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 no. I'm agreeing. I didn't know oh, what you're going to say, but I'm, I, didn't, I shut my mouth at the time because I didn't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> I said, be careful of the crocs, the big salties. And the girls and you looked at me like, "What are you talking about? Saltwater crocodiles don't go in fresh water." And you three all believed that saltwater crocodiles didn't venture into fresh water. Is this true? It
0: is true. And I actually, what I said to you was, <laughs> I didn't ever think of that. I just, I thought they'd be there, but I never thought of the saltwater fresh water thing until Marty said it. I'm thinking, hold on, do they? Now it is fresh water. That got me a bit confused, but I, I sat back with my little snorkel piece on and swam away a couple of metres because <laughs> I, I just, shu- I just shut up it. shop. But Marty was generally like, I wish you had told me this when I got here because the whole time I thought there was no crocs up here. Even though there were signs at every single place you jumped in that said crocs. <laughs> and it
1: was fresh water. So the gaffe this week goes to the Muppets that thought saltwater crocodiles don't go into fresh. I have... Haven't heard anything so stupid in all my life. Redmond, we've had an incredible week. The catch of the week for mine, no doubt, goes to you. That Kobe that was yep. pushing 15 kilos. I was actually trying to wrap up the show, and it's going to make the final cut. We'll make sure of that. So as I'm ending the whole segment, your reel starts cre- screaming, and it's like, oh, hang on, just give me two secs here. Fifteen minutes later, this enormous cobia has to be one of the the catches of your lifetime.
0: It is, and I even say it, uh, I even say it during the fight to the camera. I don't often get very nervous fishing when I'm landing a fish. I don't, but I was like I I got a bit agitated. I think I even said to you, hurry up, like I had to go at you. Yeah, I was like, come on, because I was like just wanted to get the fish in. We didn't have a net, we wanted to release a fish, even though we ended up eating him, but (laughs) whoops. But yeah, basically I was pretty happy with that.
1: Fifteen kilo cobia off Mission Beach, incredible. This has been Real Adventures. It's time to go fishing. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.